0: Yeah. yeah, I know you fun, yeah, I know you going Yeah, you wanna fuck with Sash, little nigga And yeah, no the farm out where's yeah, where we told shit And yeah, I ain't never scared of nothing, no shit Pretty little thing, and I hope you not a thot. But you rolling on my block can yeah, you fucking with the
1: Oswald, with the Fizz Whole time, get your body popped, get a dry And I ain't never talking it's Friday. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. What's wrong with you? I mean, what's awesome with you? You are hanging out with us at Mutiny Radio. It's happy hour here from 6 to 8 p.m. every Friday, bringing you the best of the open mic comedy scene here at MutinyRadio.fm. We're all here, we're all hanging out. I hope you guys come down and visit us too at 278-121st at Florida Street. We do this every Friday from 6 to 10 coming up at 8 o'clock. It's gonna be Pam It's comedy clubhouse. It's all All Aries Get Rammed, headlined by Jesus. You better work, motherfucker. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. So we're going to listen to some comedians right now. I'm super excited. I'm not sure who's necessarily here yet. uh, But we'll figure it out. Hey. we're gonna mess with the list a little bit uh, only because I don't know who else is here but I know who is here and the first comedian who is he just gave me a donut he's wearing a beautiful pink uh I don't know what it says when you wear like one of those things on your head and not in your back pocket bandana not on your head but in your back pocket it's on his head it's pink he's got things to say if you want to hear more of him after this you can listen to him every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on the Night Space you guys are going to love your first comedian of the night clap your hands wildly for Arty
2: thank you Pam thank you Mutiny oh my goodness I am underprepared uh, no, uh, work today was interesting. Um, I, I try and bring positivity and joy to the world every day and you assholes make it harder and harder to do that because you're all addicted to a drug called caffeine and you need your goddamn coffee before you can act like a normal human being. Uh, but work's getting really hard because I can't interact with my female customers anymore to check them out, at the, that, at the register, not to check them out, but to, you know, check them out, uh, and the reason being is goddamn Square and the credit cards got together and decided to collaborate, collaborate against me, uh, and now it's impossible to describe how to use the damn thing, because I have to tell the poor woman, all right, you can go ahead and slide it in there now, you can put it in there, you can stick it in there. Well, wait till I tell you to put it in there before you go putting it in there. Well, I'm not ready yet. Just wait. What, take the plastic off the fucking thing. Why is there plastic on there? Take it off. Well, lick the chip. No, not the strip. The chip. All right, now put it back in there and wiggle around a bit. And pull it out and put it back in. You know, Fuck this. I'll do it myself. Give it to me. You know, it, it's just getting, it's getting hard to deal with customers that way. Uh, one of the other things uh, that's interesting about work is uh, just the people you meet. You know, everybody's really interesting. Uh, you know, they could be Lakers fans, uh, and uh, they could not be Lakers fans. You know, uh, that that's one of the big things. People people were huge fans of sports, and I'm not. I'm really not. I have nowhere to go with that. I'm just kind of getting. I'm getting somewhere, guys. I swear to God, Pam put me up first, and it's the pressure. It's getting to me. Ah! <laughs> uh, but you're all good sports You're, you're, you're hanging in there with me uh, What's something I could talk about Oh, dating, dating fucking sucks, right? Who's with me on that? Dating sucking? Oh, oh, don't nod your heads, make noise It's radio, thank you uh, Yeah, no Dating sucks and it's because No one, guys or girls Wants to admit They're not willing to make time for anyone anymore like, I'm tired of saying, hey, yeah, when do you want to get together? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, I'm, I'm studying to be a yoga instructor after my normal 16 hour day work job. And uh, also, I'm, uh, i I got to take my dog to the vet. And i got to do this. And i got to do this. And I'm like, okay, so you never have time for anyone. Like me. I'm, I'm, when I'm not making coffee, I'm here telling jokes to you people. Right? So, clearly, I don't have time to date. I'm deluding myself. I'm on all the online apps, right? And, and the op- apps are getting more depressing because, you know, uh, they say uh, you should list your height because no one wants to date a short guy. And, like Your advice is to grow. The one thing I can't do physically or as a human being anymore. <laughs> and the most depressing part is I thought I was 5'8". And I measured myself the other night and I was 5'6". Oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. How did I jump down two inches? And then I remembered, oh, you're supposed to weigh your, measure yourself in the morning. That's when you're actually at your tallest because your spine compresses during the day. And I'm on my feet all day. I work in coffee. I'm standing all goddamn day. My spine's going to compress. So I did it in the morning, and it was five, seven and a quarter. So I was like, okay, all right, we're only missing three quarters of an inch. You know? And that's what she said. Uh, I had to go there. I had to say it. Uh, somebody had to say it. Uh, But no, I've realized I'm really bad at dating. Uh, And not because I'm an asshole or anything, it's because I give really good conversation. Like, I I just, I I could talk with anyone for hours about anything and we'll get along in the most perfect ways. And uh, at the end of the night, I'll I'll, I'll still be wondering, wait, do they wanna fuck me or they just wanna keep talking? That's why I limit my dates to two hours. No date should last longer than a feature length movie, right? Because after that, you, 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 you're, you're just burning into, uh, oh, what diseases do I have and who's beating who in my family, you know? Uh, but my other problem, as someone once eloquently put it to me, is they said, uh, Arden, your real problem with women is you're so plutonic, you're radio fucking active. Not funny? Come on, plutonic, plutonium, radioactive. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. It's rough going up first. Anyway, I love you all. Uh, Someone give me a hug. Anyway, give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin.
1: Keep it going for Arden. Yay. Listen to the Night Space every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's always a good time. He does high time story time every week where comedians read his stories that he writes while he's really really high and then they make fun of him and it's a really great show so tune into that every Wednesday from 10 to midnight your next comedian is the next person who's here who's on the list I like to say lately you know I keep seeing all these weird hippies with these signs signs like make banks pay make banks pay and like I mean I get like there's a 1% and there's a 99% but I'm like what did Matthew Banks ever do to you except teach you how to love racism? Everyone give it up for your next comedian. It's Matthew Banks. You
0: calling on my phone, you say, "Am I running?" And I be like, "Yeah, shaw, you Beautiful. know what? Beautiful. What's up, guys?
3: Love racism. I don't love racism. It just comforts me. I mean, it's a weird thing. I was like I was doing some research today to back up my jokes. And uh do you know that San Francisco is only five percent black people? Really? Five percent and it's decreasing like every day. I was like, holy shit. Like a city like their platform is like open mindedness and like accepts everyone. I'm like, well you don't have to accept that many. Like, that is bullshit. Like, where I grew up, it was half and half, literally. It was half half black, half white. And we got along pretty well. <laughs> I'm from Mississippi. and Like, I'm so sick of people saying that, like, Mi- Mississippi is, like, the most racist place and all this other stuff. I'm like, there are a lot of racists there, but they're the loud, ignorant ones. It's like, if I judge San Francisco on the, like, liberal psychos that ran around, like, oh, my God. It's like growing up, like I was raised liberal by my parents, you know, they're super open-minded and chill and all that, And but all my friends were like conservative, and every time you even said liberal, they'd be like, fucking liberals, fuck liberals. I'd be like, they're like, what's wrong with liberals? Like, I'd never admit it because I was afraid they'd shoot me or whatever, but, uh, you know, I was like, what's wrong with liberals? And I had no idea what they, what was wrong until I moved here, and I was like, oh, they're talking about the psycho ones, like... You know the crazy ones running around with signs like "I'm 42 and it's my dad's fault." You know, like, <laughs> like it's not my fault. I think that's the mantra here. Like, I don't take responsibility for anything. Like, I'm a drug head and it's not my fault. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not angry about it. Uh but I get it. I get it now. I finally get it. Like, like I like San Francisco, I mean, I could see how you would look at Republicans or conservatives and be like, that motherfucker is a psycho as well. Because that's what you see on the news. Like You see both extremes. You see the crazies. But there's a lot of sane people there. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, trying to eat better. It's crazy. I hate it. I hate like salads, like salads are the hand jobs of food. It's like, it's the last alternative and the only thing that makes it any better or worthwhile is is some oil. Like, it's it's like the only way you're ever going to get through it. You know, like you're just fucking sitting there shoving shit in your face, like constantly chewing and chewing and chewing, and like you get nothing accomplished. At the end, you're still hungry. Like, why would I want to do that? Like, the only thing to spice it up a little bit is to put more calories on it, and then you've just defeated the whole purpose. You know, it's like a hand job's probably not going to give you a disease unless you got something really raunchy down there. <laughs> I mean, but other than that, you're probably going to be okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is I love serial killers. I'm a big fan of serial killers. They like just blow my mind with their genius. Like I, the thing about serial killers is, I think they're better at keeping a secret than like anyone. I feel like, I feel like you could tell them anything, you know. And, like that's their the secret to their success. No pun intended. I guess that that was not planned. That was the comedy gods just fucking. S- Spit it out of me But yeah like I mean they kill like You know 15, 20 hookers And don't tell a soul Like how could you Go walk around With that kind of secret You know It's like I made Christmas ornaments Out of her eyeballs Last night And you can't walk around And tell Fred about it Fred will be like This mother I don't give a damn How good of friends we are You're going to jail Mister You know So you can't tell anybody Like the BTK killer That dude killed people For like 20 years And never told a soul just tormented the cops what a guy but but there's this one guy he's a facebook killer this dude i lost my respect for because he killed his whole family and then he posted it on facebook to like creep people out and they were talking about him and they were like they were like this guy killed his whole family and he posted it on facebook for 150 of his friends and family to see it's like, no wonder he killed all those people. He's a fucking loser. Like, he only had 150 friends. Like, my God, I'd have killed myself afterwards. Like, having 150 friends on Facebook is like the equivalent of having two in real life. And like, and like one of them is your mom. <laughs> you know, the other one's like your pet frog or whatever the fuck you got. It's really sad. It's really sad. I have some compassion for the guy. Anyway, I think I'm going to take up knitting. Uh... I am, but I feel like it's way too uh it's way too girly. I know gay guys that knit and they don't even admit it, you know? But I think if if guys like knitted, I think it would turn turn into some sort of competition. There'd be like the knitting Olympics and shit. The loop and swoop and pull or whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> Anyway, have a good night, guys.
1: Matthew Bang! Loop, swoop, and pull. Hop, skip, and jump. Become a serial killer. Yeah! Your next comedian. When I first met him in comedy, he actually sat in the back of uh, what used to be It's now called Playland, but it used to be a comedy club we used to go to, and he would wear leather gloves, and he would pretend to wring his hands in the back as if he was squeezing a woman's neck, and he did it for fun, and he freaked us out. He's not a serial killer. He's a very funny man. I just always remember him with the leather gloves in the back. Anyway. Chemos. It was called chemos. Everybody, put your hands together and squeeze them gently for FC Sierra.
4: Hey. I
5: Going Up in front of Dro. Oh yeah. Sorry, Drew. Somebody signed up two minutes too early. Uh, either way, happy to. I don't know. Uh, I'm happy. To, I legitimately parked a block away and I s- sat in my car for 20 minutes and like. Is that block of a walk worth it for what I'm gonna get back from these people? Like, it is so crazy to think that what we say right here on this stage, like, actually affects how much we respect each other in life. That's fucking wild, but it's nice. Like, I, I'm trying to be more. Uh trying to be more trying to get myself to convince myself of things uh, today it was mainly that I love my girlfriend I had to do I sometimes you have to remember that you love you have to remind yourself like I've seen my mom do it like uh, I've been at my parents house a few times in the last few years like I go there over there all the time, but I'll be there sometimes, sit in a room by myself, because that's the best way to hang out with my parents, be at their house in a different room away from them. It's great, it's amazing, because I'm there, I'm around them, but I'm not with them. And I've been in that room sitting alone, and my mom will just walk into the room, not knowing I'm in there, and she's just talking to herself, and she'll go, I love my husband, 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 I love my husband. And. she looks up and she sees me. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes I just have to remind myself. It's like, well, fucking lie, mom. Can't you just lie or do that in a different room and then just hide vodka in Tupperware containers in the freezer like a regular mom? Can't we just do that one time? Geez, Louise. I'm sorry, sir. You can take a seat. In Tupperware. That's, that's a classy style. My high school girlfriend's mom used to do that. Yeah, That's how you get gastric bypass and still get drunk at the dinner table. Smart lady she was. Uh, been trying to be more honest. I've lied at times in my life where I didn't need to lie. Uh, do any of you remember the first time you bought a condom? <laughs> did, did anybody buy a condom intending on using it for themselves? Like, to, but to use it with another person, like, really? That is the most confident fucking move I've ever heard in my life. The first three packs of condoms I bought was just like, all right, I'm testing these things out. I need to know how they work and how I work with them. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the guy that pulls out a condom, finds out that I leave half of the end on the other side. I don't want to choke up on it. So I had to get my size and situation. But I was 13 years old, about. Two hundred and forty-five pounds, about five six. Uh, when I bought my first pack of, cond- I wasn't a good 245, 5'6", either. It was more. It wasn't like, hey, this kid is strongly built. Go give him something to lift around. It's more just like, hey, kid, why don't you take a seat? Uh, this walking thing seems to have gotten to you. Uh, and so I went to my Seven Eleven right around the street from my house, and I got the condoms, and they were the regular condoms because I. It was the third time that I bought the Magnum condoms because I wanted to embarrass myself. To me, uh, but I put I put the condom pack on the table, and the guy working at 7-Eleven, he looked at me for a second, uh, and then I paid for the stuff, and then he looked at me again, and I just said, oh, uh, they're for my older brother, and he was like, what? And I just ran out of the fucking 7 and for the next, like, four years, that guy treated me really weird. Uh, I feel like there would have been more explanation on that if I needed it. Uh, I also lied the first time I bought tampons, Uh, also not intending on using them just for myself, but I, uh, it was one of those situations, you become a good boyfriend when you're with someone, it was three years ago, bought my first pair pair of tampons, like they're Jordans, that's not what you call, (laughs) I bought my first box of tampons, and it was just basically a good, she was at the house, she was in pain, there was, been a hot water bottle on her stomach for like four hours. There's like five pairs of panties hanging on the dryer rack. Just like, you know, I could help out this situation. So I went to CVS and uh, I don't know, because it was my first time buying tampons and also not just running past the aisle when I, you know, went into the tampon aisle. And I don't know if the guy making the tampons that day decided, hey, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to, I'm going to design a box that says whatever the fuck I want. Because the three different levels they had in the tampons went from heavy flow to light trickle. Like, I I don't know about women's vaginas very well, but I don't think we should be justifying women's vaginas or comparing them to, like, leaky faucet situations. I don't think that's... All right, I got to switch into something, Pam. Uh, All right. I want to do this last one thing. Uh, All right. Political shit's going down. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care, I don't care. Uh, But you have to admit that it's interesting. Like it's very interesting what people are doing with the political discourse in this country. Uh, Namely that dude. That dude, you know the dude. But it's basically on the internet how it takes place. It's just like one person will go up on the internet, on their Facebook, and they're like, I believe this, and I'm right. And the next person will be like, you are wrong. I believe this, and I'm right. And the other person's like, you're a Nazi. And the other person's like, no, you're a Nazi. Meanwhile, the Nazi, the real Nazis are on the side like, actually, we're Nazis. Everybody else is like, shut the fuck up, Nazis. We're having a conversation here. This isn't your battle. Anyway. Uh, and they're just like, how, can you believe how this, can you believe this guy got to be in the, the top of the, can you believe this man, this liar got to be fucking the, the, the president of where we, yeah, I fucking believe, yeah, fucking yeah, I believe it. You know why? Because of eagles, okay? We started this from the beginning of America. We chose a symbol. Do you guys know about eagles? Do you guys know the real, eagles, the American eagle, they have sex in the sky, did you guys know that? Two e- One eagle will fly above and behind another eagle and like a jet plane refueling into another plane will like probe. You know how hard it is to stick your dick inside of an eagle while it's still flying? Like, It's probably hard for eagles. It's probably hard for eagles too. Anyway, the entire time eagles are having sex, they are falling towards the earth. If they don't finish fucking by the time they hit the ground, both of them die. Isn't that the most fucking American? Donald Trump is our leader and fucking your part like that's so fucking American like you know what's more fucked up and American about Eagles than that it's just like, like they're flying in the it's just like you they're in the miracle of flight and they're just like I, I'm flying I'm a fucking mirror no I want to have my dick inside of something right now I don't care if I crash and burn and bring everything down with it I am an American fucking myth and symbol I am holding you know what's more American about that than Eagles uh is it eagles? Heck, they can have sex on the ground. It's just not good enough for them unless they're flying in the sky and about to kill everything. Uh, and I think it's a rope.
1: I'm
0: going to walk away now.
1: (laughs) To everybody, FC Sierra! The most American thing you can do is run the light by two minutes. Yay! Your next comedian. But we love you, FC Sierra, and I don't care if you run the light. You're hilarious, and we love you, and, and all eagles should live forever and never die fucking. Your next comedian, he actually might be the product of two eagles fucking... Everybody, put your hands together for
0: DROVE!
6: What's up? What's happening, guys? Hell yeah, I'm having a good time. I feel like I'm woke after FC's set. I just realized we finally found the racial slur that actually offends white people, dude, Nazis. Oh my God, I wish I would've known that sooner. I don't know. I'm really interested in that, Uh, what is it? Matthew was talking about how there's no black people in San Francisco, he's right. There's even, (laughs) we're starting to lose them in Oakland too. I remember when Oakland used to have a hanging with Mr. Cooper vibe. Now it's like hanging with Danny Tanner. It's fucking awful. I grew up watching a lot of TV. I watched a lot of Saved by the Bell. There's always that one episode where A.C. Slater finds out he's Mexican and it ruins his day. That shit hurts, dude. That shit hurt my soul. But it also taught me a lot about life. Like A.C. Slater, dude, he was, his dad was in the Army. He was the best football player, best wrestler at Bayside High. And he still, he still only managed to get to the same college as Zach, dude. What the fuck, dude? Shit taught me a lot about life. It means if a minority, you gotta work three times as hard to be at the same level as a white dude that doesn't care. I don't know. funny, guys, it's true. <laughs> well, <that's> funny. <laughs> It may be funny for you, Pam. You're on the side that's winning, dude. Oh, life. Life. Dating's hard? I don't think dating's hard. I think it's rough. I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. But it's not as rough as actually being in a relationship because every time you get in one, at one point you're to have to get out. And I'm just saying that because I just got out of one and I feel like I'm at an Instagram war with my girlfriend about who's having the best time post-breakup, you know? And I'm losing, Arden, I'm fucking losing. I'm cheating and I'm losing. I go to fancy restaurants and take pictures of other people's foods, dude. This shit sucks. <laughs> just as bad as this set, I don't know. What do I want to talk about? I, I, shit, I'm trying to step up my game, y'all. I've been reading a lot every day. I read the Chronicle because I get up before my neighbors. And you know what, Arden? There's a lot of talk about the government spying us over our cell phones and our TVs. All my friends are nervous. They're all scared the government's watching them have sex and do drugs. You know what, Faco? I'm scared the government is watching me freestyle rap. Right? Dude, what if I try to run for governor or some shit, or city council, and I try to shake things up with legislation, and all of a sudden, the day before election, they drop my unreleased mixtape where I call women bitches and hoes? And my only defense, Arden, is going to be that nothing rhymes with the word woman. Everything rhymes with bitches and hoes. What if I lose my street cred with my whack ass rhymes, dude? What if I lose my street pass because I rhyme the word lyrical with the word miracle all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Such awful thoughts, dude. <laughs> I don't know. What's up with your life, dude? I got robbed. You got robbed by who? Uh, some random assholes in Oakland. Some random assholes in Oakland. See? You were on the Mr. Cooper side of Oakland. You should have been on the Danny Tanner side. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Solid callback. Yeah, baby, I'm still learning. (laughs) Gathering up that XP to properly level up. I feel like now I feel like a senior in high school with this comedy (laughs) scene, dude. Where all my friends keep graduating and I keep getting held back. Oh hell yeah. That's a familiar sound, dude. When I was a kid and I heard that noise, it was like time to get popsicles. I was like, oh fuck. (laughs) Possibly corn. I don't know. Oh, God, I wanted to end with the banger, but you know what? <laughs> you don't deserve one. <laughs> no, nah, you probably deserve one. Uh, but not from me. <laughs> uh, that's all I got to say about that. My name right yeah, is Joe.
1: Go, Warriors! Yay! He's wearing a Laker set. Ah! The Warriors are the best team. Now that Stephen Curry remembered that he is Stephen Curry, sometimes he forgets that he's Stephen Curry, and I have to yell and I have to say, "You're Stephen Curry. Did you forget?" And then they get better again. Your next comedian knows who he is all the time. He makes great, great sketch comedy that comes out every Friday on the YouTube's. Clap your hands wildly for Ashton Tate.
7: Whoa! What's up, you? Uh, Losing loved ones. No one wants to do it. Whenever it happens, people will say, uh, don't do anything that will make them turn over in their grave. They'll say you should give money to the poor, do community service, but never just buy a smaller coffin for them. (laughs) Works its way out. Uh, I did realize that um, a good sign of being a mature adult is if you can watch a movie and a sex scene happens and you don't immediately think that there should be another camera angle. You know. It's like I'm cool with them going to a diner after this. This is fine. It's my favorite position. The old diner position uh I've never tried bondage. I don't know if anyone else here has tried it. It seems like uh I don't know. I just don't want to go the whole thing. you know <laughs> I don't want to i guess there's other forms of bondage. you don't have to get pegged that's uh you don't have to do that is that is that bondage? I don't know, but it's not okay <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should try it out then this is uh Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like you can't, like, start out easy. You know, you can't, like, have your shoes on tied together. That's not a a form of bondage, I don't think. Um, I realize that uh, I'm going to stop listening to music when I'm walking around the city. I just feel like it sets – it makes us feel – well, I'm speaking for myself. It makes me feel, like, uh, too cool than what's really going on in my life, you know? Like, no matter how good of a song I'm listening, I'm not going to be in a music video – I'm just walking to a job that I don't like. And I feel like that reminds me, that keeps me out of my realization that life sometimes isn't great, you know? The song's not gonna help that. Cause uh, I saw this guy on the bus and he was listening to Drake. I was just watching his phone, cause I was bored. And, uh, and then he started texting and his girlfriend texted him. She was like, I don't think we can do this anymore. Cause no matter how much I say I love you, I feel like you're never gonna do the same. And then he just wrote back like, one day you'll understand. And uh that's not that's not really that good, you know. That's like a that's a good rap lyric, but <laughs> in real life that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't cuz there's uh online dating. She's just going to go find someone else. Um thinking, uh I'm a big fan of the James Bond series. Yeah. Uh whenever they talk about replacing James Bond, there's always the connotation that they may have a black James Bond, but to me, yeah, it's like I don't know, it's just the idea of how am I supposed to believe that he's like, you know, jumping over trains, running through gunfire and crashing through kitchen windows in a suit that's a rental? That's Okay. It's fine. Probably not going to do that one. <laughs> Speaking of that, I found that uh trying to get more trying to get more modern day, started calling uh I think p- calling someone a person of color that's a very good thing to do, especially if you don't know their name. Uh. So- it's a, it's a very... Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a good per- person of color. that's It's like, you know, there's very different types of people that fit into that. And it's supposed to represent, you know, people being uh, discriminated. And so there's an argument over, like, who's discriminated the most. Which person of color is discriminated the most. And to me, I think the most is the person who's of more than one color. A person of color's... Which are clowns clowns are discriminated against the most they have they have constant stereotypes about them that are not true. I've seen a clown drive a car by himself and uh <laughs> and show up for his kid's birthday, even though it's not his birthday that's Is that like juggalos? no, not those that's they are discriminated against rightfully um, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool um. I think there's, I realize like uh, if, you're, if you're dating someone, there's certain things you shouldn't tell them. You know, honesty is always the best, whatever. But because uh, I was reading this book that was really, it was uh, really old. It was really old looking and it was a big book and uh, I was at the table reading it. My girlfriend saw it and she's like, oh, that looks like a, a cookbook. What is that? And uh, I was just like, it's actually uh, a history of the Jews. And so uh, who, who feels bad now? I felt bad reading this. But you just said that, okay? Um, so you gotta lie, always lie. That's what uh, that's what my dad always said before he left. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> gotta do something about that. Uh, what else is there going on with me? Uh, tried. Um, hold on, I feel like there was one more thing. I feel like you guys you guys came for a show, and goddamn it, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> Uh, Shit Oh okay So uh, Trying to get in shape So I started uh, Building a home gym At my house But the only thing I have so far Is an old man Who walks around naked Uh, So I feel like I gotta get that Locker room figured out But uh, thank you Very much My name's Ben Ashton Have a great weekend
1: Ashton Tate Bringing together The United Colors Of Benetton Yes United Colors Of Benetton Uh, Colors, colored people. Anyways, tried my best to do it. Your next comedian is really serious about comedy and you know it from his own name. Please put your hands together for Aaron Cyril
0: Yousine.
8: Well, Ashton, I think like an old man's like three fourths of a gym. I, I call it the old man like conundrum because. I've never seen an old man actually working out in the gym I go to, but then I see a swarm of them walking around in the back locker room, always naked. They they don't own clothes. They just... I think there's, like, a secret, like, locker where they keep them. I don't know. There's probably enough, like, skin and, like, folds where you could fit one in a locker. But I've, I've started getting serious about my body. My mom told me my body's a temple. It's probably why Catholic priests are always like, gravitated towards me. (laughs) I should probably stop listening to her. It's the same woman who told me to start eating vegetables, and now I'm wanted in four states for cannibalism. (laughs) Yeah, but I got so serious about my weight that I got an app for that. I think it's the most San Francisco thing I could do. My fitness pal, it counts your calories, but I, I could, like... You could achieve the same thing with a girlfriend with an eating disorder, but this one's less needy. Uh. And so, I said that I wanted to gain some weight in a few weeks, and it told me I need to eat 3000 calories every single day. Do you guys know how much 3000 calories is every single day? I I have to go like I would I essentially have to go to like some restaurant get, like, three ribeye steaks, two New York strips, and, like, four sides of fries. And then because of San Francisco prices on a Berkeley minimum wage, I, like, I have to go do dishes in the back. By the time I finish the dishes, I burned all those calories, and I have to rinse and repeat. Not just the dishes, but also the food. Yeah, I got curious and looked up my hero's diet, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He eats 5,000 calories a day. Wow. But, like, I'm over one half Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Pam. I'm like Aaron the Quartz Cerusi. I'm a mineral because I'm more posh than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I I see we have, like, a geology fan in here. (laughs) Go Rocks. Yeah. Just do a whole set on Rocks. Like, (laughs) that's the crowd pleaser. I'll get your Rocks up. My finish, my finish will be an avalanche. <laughs> but then I looked up his diet. He eats two pounds of cod every single day. Like, when, when he's getting serious, I, th- I think it's like the Baywatch diet. You know, everyone knows that new movie where he's like a lifeguard or something? Like Dwayne DeBack Johnson, 40 year old dude, lifeguard, but really buff, running around with Zach Efron and shooting people. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I feel like there's so much caught inside of him. Whenever he goes to a fancy restaurant, he inseminates the caviar instead of eating it. Yeah, yeah just got to get serious. but I have to say, gyms suck. I, I went in like trying to gain more confidence. I've only lost confidence since going to a gym. Yeah. <laughs> like what, like the rule I go to a rock-climbing gym. And the rule is for a rock climbing gym, whatever you can do, like however well you can climb, there's a kid half your age that can do it three times better. And so I've never rooted for a kid to fail in my life until like these past six months I've been going. Like I'll see this like little girl trying to climb this wall and she can't because she's like three feet tall. And I can do it because I'm six feet tall and no other reason. But she'll fall and be like, that's fucking right, Sally. You're gonna fail, this is, the first, this is the first fall. Next is the spiral into depression, regret, self-doubt. You're only six years old, but you're on the route that a lot of other people are facing, Sally. It's just the beginning. Yeah, I, I know, some weird, messed up stuff. But I, I, wanna talk about, I wanna talk about something that really angered me now. Um, Ed Sheeran goes to Africa. That was that was the title of this Facebook video I saw someone share. They're like, look how great he is. So it's this like six minute video of Ed Sheeran. He goes to actually Liberia. I looked it up, but just says Ed Sheeran goes to Africa, the entire continent. But that first of all, that part pissed me off. But also like. The entire video was like still shots of Ed Sheeran like posing with little starving African kids. There is one where he was; it was like this frame of him just crying. And what says white privilege more than when you go across the Atlantic Ocean to take photos of you crying next to starving African kids that have reasons to cry. Like there is nothing. I, I think Ed Sheeran has like Set the new bar for white privilege. But I'm Aaron Cerusi. Thank you, guys. Never
0: liked it, never
1: liked it. Aaron Cerusi, everyone. Yay. It's great when um, white people cry in Africa because then the flies finally have some water to drink. Your next comedian, no one else see the no one else has any water. See, that's how that, that works. Your next comedian, Stefan's not here yet. Oh, there he is. I didn't see you from the back of your head. I have all of your Dark Tower series books in a bag. Oh, seriously? Oh my god. He's not about to read him again. He doesn't love Stephen King as much. I love Stephen King so much that I just read his son's first novel called <laughs> Double Feature. Which don't read it. I read it so that you don't have to. It's not that good. Uh, he's not as good as his father. Now, your next comedian, I assume, is better than his father because his father doesn't do comedy, which means that he's way better than his father. He's a very, very funny man. And if you don't clap, I'll beat you up, everybody. It's Stephen Massey.
9: <laughs>
10: I got this at the draft house they have all kinds of uh shirts with the names of famous directors on them and the logos from metal bands it's it's so great it's the it's the lost weekend uh kiosk or whatever it's it's awesome uh so my car was broken into on wednesday night yeah yeah okay so you don't follow me on facebook you don't follow me on no uh Uh, yeah, it sucks, um, and, you know, I'm I'm just sort of dealing with all that shit right now. It's, it's a big barrel of laughs, um, but my mom, you know, I love her to death, but, like, I came home, and I'm, like, I'm just an absolute mess. I'm, I'm just, like, feeling, like, so, so idiotic for having left my stuff in the car and left it, and, like, she's trying to console me, and she's like, Stefan, you know, people, we do dumb things every day, don't worry about, come on, the other day... I walked into a pole. <laughs> yes, Mom. Because you walking into a pole is totally comparable to me getting my laptop stolen. That's totally on the same level. Uh, I've had uh, I've had bad luck with cars over the years. Um, I got T boned in uh, my uh, my last car a couple in a couple years ago, uh, just because of someone wasn't looking at what they were doing. Um, I think my favorite story involving uh, a former car of mine though is, uh, so I was, uh, was house sitting for my grandparents while they were out of the country, and I got home one night, I got back to the house, and like right as I uh, pull into the driveway, the battery dies. And it's like 11 at night, and I'm exhausted, so I'm just like, alright, whatever, I'll just call a tow truck in the morning and they'll, and they'll give me a jump. But the problem with that is, you can't lock the doors on a Prius if the battery's dead. So that's why I woke up the next morning to a text from my dad which read, did you let one of your friends sleep in your car last night? The answer is no, in case you're wondering. Uh, (laughs) And so my dad comes out of his office, which is across the street from my grandparents' house, he comes out of his office, flanked by three other dudes that that uh, he works with, and he's brandishing a two by four like a fucking broadsword as well, just in case a sleeping guy in my car gives him some trouble. It all it all worked out okay. Uh, he was an escape mental patient, but he wasn't especially violent or anything. Uh, so those of you that know me uh, might be a little. Surprised to learn that I used to frequent a BDSM dungeon. Uh, it was over on Folsom. Also a big shock, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. What, cat club? Uh, nah. Um, I don't even know that one. Uh, but uh, oh, the Citadel. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we I'm glad we got that squared away. So <laughs> how it all began was uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine that I no longer speak to uh, said to me one day, Hey, I get a vibe from you that you might be kind of kinky. You want to check out the orientation at this dungeon I go to? And the experience as a whole peaked with this orientation because, uh, you know, this orientation for people who want to get stepped on or do the stepping, whatever the case may be, because it was actually informative. It was presented to me in a mature way, and it taught me not to stereotype. Surprisingly, surprisingly useful. Yeah, Uh, actually going to this place, on the other hand, proved to be an entirely different animal. Because I own nothing that is even remotely kinky, I went to every event wearing a pinstripe suit. Uh, That was, yeah, that was weird. That was definitely weird. Uh, About half the people that I would see at these things were uh, in the theater department at Santa Cruz with me while I was going there. And looking back, it's not at all shocking that all those pretentious assholes would subscribe to a subculture I ended up having no interest in. Uh, I basically treated the whole thing like a mixer. I wandered around the parties, striking up conversations with anyone as uh, men and women were getting uh, whipped, clothes pinned, and occasionally shocked. With violet wands around me, uh, the best conversation I had with anyone there happened a few feet from uh, some girl that was giving a blowjob. I just had to like put on my blinders. I was like, "This girl is kind of cute. Come on, come on, focus, focus," uh, and there was one girl that showed an interest in me in the months that I was going there. And in the, uh, we chatted for about a half hour and like 90% of conversations I have with any person, I knew almost immediately that I had no desire to uh, have any continued interaction with her beyond that conversation. Uh, but she was kind of cute and so when she asked uh, me to look at the actual dungeon part of this place, I went downstairs with her, and after looking around for ten seconds, she asked me if I wanted to spank her. Uh, at which point, I proceeded to snap my neck up to the ceiling and just stare at the rafters for a solid uh, thirty seconds before I told her I don't think I'd be into that. We still made out, so it wasn't all bad. Uh, but on the whole, I look, when I look back on it, it just feels so silly because I have pretty bad intimacy issues, and exposing myself to a bunch of paraphilia and casual sex was not the right route for getting over them, I don't think. Uh, I'm Stephan
1: Massey. Stephan Massey, a pillar of sexuality, everyone. A pillar of sexuality. Your next comedian. Uh, I I have a fascination with raccoons, and some people call them trash pandas, and I tried to text her the other day, and they changed her name from what it is Trash Panda but her real name and she's awesome you can see her every Wednesday from 8 to 10 on Trish and Dan Face of and clap your hands wildly for Trish Pandia
11: so it's actually really funny because in elementary school they would call me Trashna so oh no! yeah it's okay got me where I am today sad um all right, so uh, so I wrote some new stuff, so hear it out. So I actually went to a hot yoga class for the first time yesterday. Oh, no, it was great. It, it was like, it, it my, my core is shit. Like, it's, like, not going to happen. Like, my core is just, it's terrible. But, so it was a really good workout, but it was really weird to me because they were chanting these Hindi verses, you know, and they were chanting and chanting it, and it remind me, I remember when I was a kid, I would go to these Hindu temples and they would chant the same sacred verses. So to me, when I hear like these people chanting like these sacred words, uh, at an equinox, it's like uh, no, that's pretty offensive to me. Like it's kind of weird. It's like you're not this is the white woman who's She's not a Swami bitch. Like seriously, like no, that's not. I'm not having that. That's like choding, It's like it's it's basically like like quoting John six six thirteen. Oh no, sorry, three sixteen, three sixteen. It's like quoting John three sixteen at a Pilates class. Like that doesn't really work for me. So, go white people at Equinox. Uh, What was I going to say? So, I have a little brother. I'm a middle child, obviously. And he kind of reminds me of, like, a very naive Persian nightclub owner. (laughs) Because he, like, thinks he gets a good deal and it's like, really not? He's like, Yeah. Uh, I don't have to pay $2,000 for bottle service at the caught in this new club. I'm like, oh, cool. Which club is it in San Francisco? He's like, no, it's in Modesto. Aww. I'm like, dude, you can buy three kids for $2,000 in Modesto. What the fuck are you doing? He's just um. And he always wears, like, shirts that are, like, small, even though he's an extra large. And I think he's, like, trying to be a ladies' man. But there's no such thing as an Indian ladies' man. You know what I mean? Like, you can be Lebanese, but the Indian is like... Oh, you're very skinny like the model in my village. You know, I don't know. It's just, that's racist, whatever. Uh, I can say it though. What am I saying? Um, So Trump is all I think about. And you know, it's all I think about looking like me. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Looking like me, I have to worry about some things. You know, like should I worry about my parents? Should I not travel internationally? Am I not allowed to hate fuck white men anymore? because I really like it, like I started in 2001. I really want to keep it going. This is not a family friendly joke, but it's weird. It's like, I don't get how people voted for him. Like, I understand people who are Republican. Like, I love Tim Allen. He's awesome. And like, I grew up with uh, Vietnamese Christians. So like, I get the Republican thing. You love God, cool. But like, I just don't understand how they elected like a tang dick who's just like a fucking lying all the time. Like, you heard Louis C.K., he's just a fucking rotten liar. And he, he lies, that's, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I have, but K- Pam is still here. I'm gonna riff with you guys. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? How long, how long have you been growing that beard? Was that like two days or... Because you, you look like the brawny, t- paper, the brawny paper towel guy. He's pretty hot actually. He looks like he's from Portland though. So I don't like that. does
12: actually,
11: yeah. Right? I don't have any
12: affiliation. You really should. <laughs>
11: I know you should. Alright. So okay, let me think of something. Uh, I love TV. I, it's like I'm addicted to it. Cool. Uh, My favorite show... It's perfect. My favorite show is Law & Order SVU, Special Victims Zune. Anybody seen it? yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, Ice Teen isn't, and he just makes the show hilarious. Because he'll make these really awkward puns. (laughs) And it's really uncomfortable. So he'll be like, yeah, she got raped with um, a piece of glass in her anus. And he'll be like, I guess we cracked the bottom of that case. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be... Saying stuff like that, Ice-T, but he gets away <laughs> with that. All right, that's my time. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Trish,
1: Bandio. yay. Seriously, you guys, every Wednesday from 8 to 10, it's a great show. The third Wednesday is a showcase. I'm hoping that they're just going to move their showcase to a Saturday and do open mics on a Wednesday, but we'll see what happens. Your next comedian Another great guy has a show here as well. It's tomorrow which is Saturday from four to six. It's a great open mic you can pre-sign online or you can just show up here at 278-1-21st street at four o'clock tomorrow that's every Saturday clap your hands wildly for James Mara
0: you know yeah, yeah. I ain't never coming but you' stunning. Shoot them up and you know it's the the-
13: Muni radio how are we doing what's going on you guys doing okay? I have a story to tell. Um, this one, yeah, you're yeah on. it's on. You're on. Um, I was hanging out with uh, one of my friends recently who's black. Um, <laughs> is that funny by itself? People, people have been laughing at that. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, we were doing, we were doing what uh, black people do when there's no white people around, which uh, is not freestyle rap battles, but instead is talking shit about white people. That's so what we do and um, yeah you, um, and, and he was saying some pretty he was saying some pretty rough things you know we, we were touching on all the, all the main topics you know slavery, colonialism, the recent Kylie Jenner Pepsi ad you know all the big ones, all the big things um, and I was like, dude, so where are you from Because I thought he was going to be from like New Orleans or like Georgia or something, and he goes Seattle and I'm like, Seattle holy shit, you must, not, you must really not like white people, because those are like the best kind of white people, you know what I mean, over there? That'd be like if you were hanging out with some like rich kid, and he was like, my parents are ordering delivery pizza again, and you're like, where do they usually get pizza? And he's like, round table. It's like, dude, that's the best pizza, you know? Like, you can't be pissed off about round table. I think that's really, I don't have an end to that story. That story's not really going anywhere. Um, oh no, there, there's, it's going somewhere, cause yeah, cause like, I mean, white people here, like, like, white, honestly, West Coast white people are not just round tail. those are like Michelin star white, you know, like, like, it, it's so, like, like, white people out here would get mugged by a black person, and as they're, as the black guy's running away, they'd be like, you need this more than I do, you know, like, this are, this is great white people out here, um, it's a whole. It's a l- much longer joke that I'm working on. I only have the first half, so we're just gonna end it right there. Um, anyway, I graduated from college not too long ago. Um, yeah, you know. Um, can we agree that two things? That's one of the louder pi- pisses I've ever heard. Second, oh, is it? Okay, that explains it. Um, the second is uh. Can we agree that like frat dudes who like. Try to get with girls like take advantage of girls that are way too drunk or just like the waste, like the worst kind of guys out there. Like, can we agree on that? Like, I think that if like you see like a frat guy that's like with a girl that seems way too drunk, we should just be allowed to like tase them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and like if they if they don't end up being that drunk, like oh like oh well, you know, like no one's like it's not that's not the worst thing ever. Cause like best case scenario, you like prevent a rape right? And worst case scenario, you're just like tase an innocent white guy. And that's not like the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> ever. I'm sorry, it's obviously not great. It's obviously not great. Look, it's not, it's not great, right? I agree with you that it's not great. But like, like black people get shot and killed all the time and society works just fine. So I think a few tased white people we can handle. Um, Unless, obviously, they start, like, organizing, you know, like, Bro Lives Matter or something, (laughs) something like that. They start, like, shutting down the Bay Bridge and shit. That would be terrible. There's, like, traffic and stuff. And uh, you know how, so you know how Black Lives Matter has the shirts that, like, say, like, Trayvon, Tamir, Mike. (laughs) And then Bro Lives Matter would have Chad, Chad, Chad. The joke there is that all, anyway, that their names would all be Chad and I don't know. All right, whatever. How are we doing? I haven't heard the thing yet. Um, we can do a whole nother one. I, w- I would want to do a joke that's not only about race, but I don't have any other <laughs> jokes. So I'm gonna do another one. Um, guys, uh, I, I realized in an early age that uh, talking back to your parents without getting your ass whooped was something that only white people could do. Okay, um, I had this one friend growing up, this one white friend, uh, just to be clear, I had more, much more than just one white friend. I clearly had a lot, given what you see here. But uh, a lot of white friends growing up, uh, I was at his house one day, he said, uh, his dad was like, Clark, you need to clean your room. And he said, fuck you, dad, and walked right past him. And then his dad looked at me and I was like, oh shit, what's about to go down? And his dad just goes, well, he's in a mood, isn't he? And that's it, that was the only thing that happened. And um, I was shocked. I was like, I need to tell this. I I didn't know you could talk to your parents like this. I need to share this brilliant news with my black friends. Okay, I I need to inform them about this. So the next day I was hanging out with my black friends and I was like, guys, next time your dad's talking shit, next time he's tripping, say fuck you right to his face and walk past him. He will respect you as a man. It'll be extremely cathartic and your, da- and your mom will tell him that you need space. Do you guys know what happened to those black kids after they took my advice? Die. Nothing. They didn't have dads. <laughs> guys, I've been James. Thanks. James!
1: He can be your token black friend. Yay! Just kidding. We're not into that whole thing. But you can come hang out with him every Saturday from 4 to 6 on James and Austin's Cool Show. Tomorrow. 4 to 6. Good times. Don't miss it, you guys. Right here at Mutiny Radio. It's awesome. Uh, Your next comedian. Hey, if you're going to clap, don't worry about it. Actually, tie your hands behind your back (laughs) and uh, maybe get some duct tape. Put it over your mouth and be excited, because that might be one of his fetishes, is you being excited behind duct tape. Put your hands together, try your best for Ken Suzuki!
14: Always on with the stirring intros, Pam. Thank you. Someone mentioned Ed Sheeran earlier. I was like, yeah, Ed Sheeran. Who knew that uh, Smeagol and Ron Weasley had a love child? This set isn't for me. I'm going to bomb on stage like I'm the president, dropping bombs in Syria, folks. Making my political product. Speaking of politics, uh, anybody here drink High Life? Yeah? The high life is considered like the champagne of beers, which is perfect for me because politically, I've always considered myself more of a high life capitalist than a champagne socialist and um, Hitler. Ruined a lot of perfectly good phrases, don't you think? I don't know about you all, but when I'm at work and I propose a solution, I expect it to be final. Studying history. Studying the alcohol, studying the history of the dark arts right now on the I'm on the I'm on an era of the dark arts referred to as the Harlem Renaissance and Can't wait to get to the eighties. I'm breaking. Um I don't know. Talking about sexes and fetishes, been thinking about coconut oil a lot here. And uh, it's used for everything, isn't it? Right? You can put it in your hair, sunscreen, moisturizer. Where's the coconut oil based lubricant? Get to work, vegans. I'm burning a lot of calories. I want to make sure I get my proper doses of MCT oils before I go ass to mouth. If I'm eating ass, I want to make sure it's within the strict regard realm of my ketogenic diet. Uh, rim jobs. Say what you want about them; they are very probiotic. Oh, uh, so I, uh, I'm getting into polyamory. Or polyamory, or as I call as I call it the X games of juggling. And um currently in a polyamorous ugh, I cannot talk to him. Currently in a polyamorous relationship now, which just means I'm seeing her and all of her issues. And um it's funny though, like I have a fiance and I have a girlfriend, uh, which to me just means I know two women with Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend, she, uh, side piece feels, sounds so unromantic. But anyway, sent me, her, her best friend, or ex, killed himself uh, last night. So she sent me his, uh, suicide letter. And all I can say is this, as I was reading it, it made me really think of, uh, the joke I have about suicide, where I say one of the most beautiful parts about being alive is knowing that you always have the option to walk out. And it uh, reaffirmed that joke and turned it into a philosophy. Also taught me that brevity is a uh, underrated talent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful, and all but purple prose not a suicide note, really. This is your magnum opus, and this is what I gotta remember you by. The suicide notes. And if you're gonna go through all the hassle of writing a manuscript, at least give it to an editor a couple times. Run it through a few drafts. Maybe you can take the sentences that are, that are this long. Make them this long. Make sure your sentences have punch. Just like the structure of a joke. I want to be a good dad. I really do. And stuff like, especially if I have a lot of kids now. Currently, I only have one kid in every state. And um, uh, it's not, that's, that's not true. I, I don't have one kid in every state. I only have one kid. I HAVE CHANGED MY NAME LIKE 50 TIMES THOUGH, I THINK I'LL MAKE A GREAT PARENT, I REALLY DO, GOT TO UNDERSTAND THIS, uh, I DON'T KNOW WHERE I'M GOING TO GO WITH THAT, GOING TO PARENTING, (laughs) MONOGAMY, SOMETHING, SOMETHING, WHAT DO YOU DO THOUGH WHEN YOUR KID FINDS OUT ABOUT YOUR FETISHES, YOU KNOW? Like one day it's late at night, it's midnight. He's trying to I don't know, he's trying to sneak out to go bang some girl he met. And he sees the door jar and he says you choking your his mom. What are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, "Whoa, whoa, there's a whole new level of kink that I never desc- learned about here." Where is? And then and, cuz then you got to you you're then you got to like be you got to hide your ropes, you got to hide your handcuffs. You don't want to share that, especially with your kid. That's just gross. You know, it sometimes pays to write out what you want to say on stage before you get on stage. It's like a suicide note, really. If you're going to do it, you want to make sure you put it through at least a couple of drafts. Figure out how to give it punch. Uh, bye.
1: Put it through some drafts. Give it a punch, everyone—a punch in the face. Ken Suzuki, yay, yay, and then yay. Your next comedian—I really wanted to go to the open mic he was co-hosting last night at Café du Nord, but inclement weather made it so that I couldn't. I couldn't get there. It was too rainy and too difficult, uh, but he is neither rainy nor difficult, and you will enjoy his jokes right now. It's Ian Levy.
0: And we still winning And we still rolling in the, we in the- um,
15: I'm having a pretty good day. Thanks. Thanks, James. I finally, I finally uh, decided on my rapper name. So that's good. Like uh, my rapper name is gonna be White Noise. So that's uh, I feel pretty confident in that. That's gonna be. I are think are rappers to say weird things. I don't know. I heard a rap song the other day that went like this: so "I went, uh, bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes. <laughs> bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes." Uh, which seems like a weird thing to say, (laughs) because as a pimp, (laughs) surely one of your many responsibilities is talking to hoes. I mean, that's just a poor employee employer relationship. (laughs) Communication is the foundation to success, people yeah it's <laughs> oh dear no 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 you're all, you're all good man you're, you're 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 making valid points i can't fault your logic i i don't know i, I say weird things to people sometimes it's mostly on dating apps that's my big you're familiar like I, I'm on all these dating apps, but I can't not make jokes. That's my that's my biggest problem. Like you're from OK Cupid, right? There's like a message me if section. Like message me if you want to talk about Game of Thrones, or message me if you want to talk about sports. And this woman wrote on their message me if you have a definition for consent. So I wrote to her and I said I have a definition for consent, but I wouldn't want to force it on you. <laughs> and she. She did not respond. So I'm still very lonely. <laughs> that's all. That's all well. It's weird doing the whole, the whole dating thing of San Francisco. It's cool. Every, everyone's into different stuff. That's good. I was, at a, um, I was at a dance club the other day. I was on one side of the dance floor. There's this guy on the other side of the dance floor, right? And this guy, he like motioned over to me. He was like, ah. And I just gave him a quick like, ah, oh, no, no. And he kept motioning over to me. And I think he... Would, just thought I was shy or something and didn't tell that that wasn't my thing. And I didn't know how to communicate with them. I didn't want to dance with them across the... Because I can't... How to dance for You can't just yell like, I'm
16: not gay!
15: <laughs> like, that's not a good look. But it's also hard to yell a more nuanced opinion of,
16: I'm not
12: gay, but I support your life decision! My decision sounds like, a, like I know you're bored now. I'm sure you're a good person. Well, you, you can be a bad person and gay and not mutually exclusive. Uh, you, Milo, is. Uh, never mind. It's, I'm just. I don't. I'm not interested in what you're offering. I don't, I've never tried it. Maybe I experiment enough in college. Maybe I never found. No, thank
15: you! That's hard to yell over Destiny's <laughs> Child. <laughs> uh. I think I was going to. Um, I think that was most of the material I wanted to try, so I think I was just going to do a little bit of crowd work, and then that <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I'll just, I'll just intro into some crowd work, and then,
12: yeah. are you ready for some crowd work? Crowd work. I hope you're ready for my crowd work. Crowd work. <laughs> this is the crowd work <laughs> portion of my show. This is my crowd work. Don't you know? This is my crowd work. My crowd work. <laughs> Talking about crowd work. <laughs>
17: This is the crowd work.
12: Don't you know? This is my crowd work. That's a show. I'm gonna talk to you, 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 and you who we're gonna talk about being a man, woman, or Jew. This is my crowd work. My crowd work. Maybe I'll ask you what you do for a living, and you'll say you're a firefighter. And then, if you're also a lady, I'll say, that's why you're so hot. <laughs> that's just misogyny, misogyny. That's how you do crowd work. Crowd- just general misogyny, misogyny. This is my, this is my crowd work.
15: Just, just for, the, for the sake of the bit, really quick, if you could just, just honestly, honest, no joke, if you just tell me what you do for a living, sir. If you, if just for the sake of, if you could just tell me what you do for a living. Um, I, I serve at a restaurant and you lift drive. I serve at a restaurant and you lift drive. You kill. So, you kill. so, serve at a restaurant and you lift drive. Yeah. Got nothing.
12: This is my crowd work! My crowd work! That has been my...
15: Okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. I know company's
1: Ian Levy and his crowd work, everyone. Ian Levy's crowd work. That's so good. I can't even make fun of him because I, uh, I can't do a head voice like that. I can't, I can't do a head voice because I've lost my voice too many times because I do too many drugs. Your next comedian... He's going to roller skate his way into your heart. He isn't even wearing roller skates right now, but it doesn't matter. Just imagine him in roller skates. He's four inches taller when he does that. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Quirk.
0: Hey, give it up up for white noise,
18: spitting those sweet rhymes about crowd work. I mean, I followed a musical act once, but I never followed a rapper, man. This is a new experience for me. So, hey, how about that new TV show, huh? Celebrity Apprentice the Presidency. That shit's great. You guys feeling, you guys feeling great yet? I know I am. Holy shit. So Trump put out this announcement that he's had the best 13 weeks of any president. Hard to argue with that. Although I might be remiss if I did not point out that he's only been in office 11 weeks. But hey, Trump is greatness, he knows if he came to a dead stop today, his greatness would still carry over for <laughs> a couple of weeks, still keep flowing forward. Yeah. So, yeah, he made that announcement after a quick bombing of refugees, and then he was about to split to go play golf again, because he just never stops working, right? That guy. Yeah, I think you guys are missing some of the, you people here in San Francisco, you libtards, are missing some of the greatness of Trump. You should be, you should be more into how great, I mean, look at how he solved this refugee crisis, right? He just bombed those motherfuckers. They don't want to come over here now. They stop all that, they stop all that yapping about let me into your country, right? Don't worry, don't worry. He got Putin's permission before he bombed. Fact fact. He approved it with Russia before he bombed. Factorino. Yeah, so no repercussions there, right? No no blowback from that, right? That'll be fine. And just the, the genius of this guy, those missiles were like a half a million dollars each, and he dropped 60 of them? I mean, that's fucking... Speaking of facts, the company that makes those missiles, their stock price went through the roof after this. I mean, make, creating jobs, right? Job creator, making them their jobs, solving the refugee crisis, making jobs, smoothing things out with Russia. You guys, how come you would have more into this guy? Where's all the clapping and the who hollering and where's all the make America great? Yeah, I'm wearing this Cosby sweater of making America great. <laughs> Originally, I wore it for luck <laughs> with comedy. What kind of luck did you guys think I meant? Anyway, so I'm wearing this because it reminds me of the 80s, like Make America Great Again. When was Trump truly great, right? The 80s, he was young and handsome and had all that going for him. He wasn't, a, you know, didn't have any big losses with casinos yet. But then I realized once he's pushing this coal thing, trying to make America great, he's not going for the 1980s, he's going for the 1880s. Man, that's when America was great, right? Coal was king when Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania was the Saudi Arabia of the world. Oh, you guys never heard of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Right, exactly. But I tell you, America was great back then. He's gonna bring us back. When you're charging up that iPhone to a coal furnace, you'll be like, wow, how convenient coal is. How convenient. How fucking convenient. Yeah, that'll be great again. Bring back the horse and buggy. Bringing back American jobs, right? You can't export the horse and buggy. You gotta do that local. It'll be green, too, all that fertilizer all over the place. You know, you won't notice a difference in San Francisco between the human shit and the fucking dog shit around here on the streets. Little, little horse shit will be just what you need. Help, help green the place up. Yeah, you all start blacksmithing now, you hear? Enough coding, get back to blacksmithing. That'll be great. It will be great. What else did I want to talk about up here in my last final minute of death? <laughs> so, you know, I got to say about the Trump administration, I am sort of down on this one point. I don't know if you guys remember General Flynn, National Security Advisor, right? He got caught talking to Russia, but it's not a crime if you're rich doing a crime. The crime is covering up your crime. That's the crime. So he got busted for that. He's under investigation. And that dude... Army general, national security advisor, supposed to stare down ISIS and shit. He has turned stool pigeon immediately. He's gone all rat fink on his buddies in the administration. But no waterboarding, no rendition. He's cracking under no pressure. That's what we have to look forward to in this administration. All right, enough of my political yammerings.
1: Matthew Quirk and his political yammerings. Yammer, yammer, do everyone. Yay! It's Matthew Quirk for me and you. Your next comedian. Man, like four years ago, I did a show with her at uh, what's now Emperor Norton's but it used to be called Deco and she was so wasted and she and it was a show where we were supposed to get wasted and she got up on stage and she did the coolest thing ever she was like with no provocation whatsoever she put her fingers by the corner of her eyes and went chingy chingy chong chong chingy chingy chong and I was like my friend is wasted everybody put your hands together for Nicole
19: Turley
0: yeah Audie Smith no. Oh, God
19: of all days to mention that. Oh man, you have no idea. Oh okay, I guess I, I have no recollection of that event, you guys. As it is with most of my life. Well, since Pam brought it up, um, I am um I was 30 days sober the last time I was here. I was supposed to do 90 days. Guess what didn't happen? No <laughs> 90 now I'm a weak sorter, and I, I, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I joined one of those programs I never thought I'd join where you get a sponsor and stuff. Wow. And now I have to quit alcohol forever. Whoa. <laughs> and I serve drinks in a restaurant. I just had my first shift when I knew I was going to have to quit forever. Do you guys know what that's like? You know what that's like? That's like watching the man you love fuck another woman right in front of you over and over again. <laughs> Oh my God, it's horrible. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at, you guys. But that's okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep it together. I'm gonna keep it together. Um, I, uh, um, what can I say, I don't know if we're allowed. I mean, I, uh, it's weird though, because like, you know, I'm, I'm getting, there's you know other drugs that I do, but that aren't as much of a problem. But right now I have to quit them all. I, I may have to quit them all forever, I just don't wanna think about that now. Um, and it's weird, because it's like right now, all the other drugs are saying to, like saying, damn it, cocaine. We told you not to invite vodka to the party. Now you've screwed it for the rest of us. She's always a shit show, damn it. You know, that wasn't very funny. It was funnier in my head. A lot of things are. Well, there's always this like moment. Like there were several moments for me, year after year, stupid shit I did that people said, "Nicole, you're an alcoholic. You need to you need to quit for good. You need to quit for good." It's no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, there was one most recently where I kind of knew that I should quit. It's when I had a blackout drunk on a good friend of mine. I went out with my friend Flavio. That's his actual real name. Um, and um, by the second bar, I was blacked out because I'd had like you know two bottles of wine that day right um and so when you're blackout drunk that's so horrible you wake up and it's like what did I do what did I say oh shit I've got to apologize to people so I frantically I grab my phone and I find his number and I text him I go hey hey I am so sorry I got blackout drunk on you I am that was terrible I hope I was not an asshole and then I get his reply and he's like no you were fine I had a great time thanks for the blow job Now, he was kidding, okay? But that was not my first thought. My first thought was, God, I hope I did a good job. Because that is exactly what I would do in a drunken blackout, not part of it. Totally have blown many guys that way. I mean, I don't know what a drunk out blackout blowjob for me is like, but I imagine since I gag on a toothbrush, it's a lot of teeth and choking. I'm sure at the time I think I'm Jenna Jameson, but really I'm more like the pit of Sarlacc from Return of the Jedi. Ah, but but I didn't give him a blowjob. Things could have gone really bad for Flavio, but he's alive and well and still has his dick. All right. God, I really got to get something in my life besides drinking drugs and dick, you guys. This is sad. Maybe that'll happen. All right. Um, I'm really, uh, the only problem is I'm really sick of talking about God. I'm an agnostic with atheist leanings, and I only say God when I'm orgasming and it's like God grant me the serenity it's like damn am I going to have to say the whole fucking serenity prayer, prayer every time I come now I'm sorry but no dick is that good that's going to be weird awkward the first time that happens to some guy God grant me the serenity to, oh my God what is wrong with this woman So many things, honey, so many things. Anyway, um, before I go, um, yeah, I was in a meeting earlier and this guy was talking about how, you know, it's a good idea to give up up sex for a while too. And My vagina was like, oh, hell no, bitch, we're out here. All right, anyway, I think I've humiliated myself enough in front of you people. Um, I'm Nicole Turley and this set will probably keep me from getting a job someday, all right. (laughs) Nicole Turley! May she never work again at anything but stand-up
1: comedy. Yay! Yay! Let her have a full-time job at stand-up comedy. Dear God, who she doesn't believe in, please let Nicole Turley have a full-time job in stand-up comedy. Your next comedian... Uh, wow. I can't I can't say enough about her because she's my co-host every Wednesday on the Altacast and we talk about socialist news programs and she's hilarious and amazing. I I can't say enough wonderful things about her. You guys clap your hands wildly or I'll beat you up. It's Latoya the Sheriff of Truth win. Yay! I
0: know but you ain't take made me get dressed but for no reason and I'm like, "Where you went?" And I know that you-
9: Well, happy Sexual Awareness Month, yay! Excuse me, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. False advertising. Just can't get enough, can we, huh? Yeah, like it's just going around, just touching people all in the wrong places, all at the wrong time, at the wrong place, called a job on TV, on a bus, oh, we elected that one. (laughs) Wow, I mean, we went from grabbing pussies to like falafels. (laughs) I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, how, and I I hope you people are following me here, because I'm talking about that sexist, racist prick named Bill fucking (laughs) O'Reilly. And I just knew he was a dirty motherfucker anyway, like, I, I was reading some of his erotica. Um, by the way, he does write kids' books. Um, I, I found that out too. Um, one is called, uh, 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 I, oh God, I forgot the name of it, but it's really funny. It's a kid's book, look it up. Um, but, so I was reading some of the things uh, that he was saying, his dirty talk, yeah. How he wanted to take a loofah down uh, one of his um, victim's back, and then wanted to use a falafel or that falafel loofah thing and put it between her legs. A fucking falafel, a chickpea, a fried chickpea, and a taco. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's such things called yeast infections, okay? But these old motherfuckers wouldn't know what a yeast infection is. I mean, come on, I mean, we're getting everything cut Left and right, I mean, pretty soon I won't be able to have, kill Clumpy, I mean, my child. <laughs> wow. I just can't get enough. It's just like every day there's something that out there that consumes me. It's just like, wow, if it's not, you know, something with President Cheeto, it's something in the media like a Pepsi commercial. <sighs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it wouldn't have been funny if like, she like, would have shook the Pepsi up and just like splashed all over the pol- police's face, like now that would have been funny. That's called unity. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't shoot at them, at least I can shoot them a Pepsi. At least a crystal Pepsi would have been better. I miss those days. But uh, going back to the sexual harassment stuff, because that's really <laughs> sexy. Um, Especially being a bartender, whereas, uh, well, I can't wear a turtleneck, uh, because sex sells. And also, I don't like to be touched by patrons, unless I'm pushing you out the fucking bar. I mean, it's just like prevalent, like no matter where you go, I mean, you know, somebody wants to touch you, and it's not even about my hair this time. (laughs) I mean, geez, it's like now I kind of miss people like, oh, let me touch it. No, just touch my ass this time. Seriously, it's real. It's real. No. But other than that, you know, I um, had some um, interesting stories to tell about the marina because that's where I bartend and work. It's a very special place to me. <laughs> it's like I'm a unicorn in that whole forest of white people. Basic white people, that is. Muy special. The Trevors and the Ambers and all those fun people. You know, I had, you know, I like listening to people's conversation about, you know, what they're talking about in politics. And I, uh, <laughs> I ran into an accidental Trump supporter as I was eavesdropping, walk, walking by. I'm like, ooh, we got one. <laughs> Which I always like to find Trump supporters in California because I'm from the Midwest, where you know it's a hot shit show there. And uh, here, it's just like I, I just want to run into just a couple, just just to ask well, what's wrong with you, like like what what happened? Like, is it is it worth it really? Like, he he touches people, ew, with the small hands, man. He's got small fucking hands. Just imagine what his dick looks like. It looks probably like a Vienna sausage that's orange. Like a hot flaming Cheeto orange. And we know how artificial hot flaming Cheetos are. So that means his dick ain't real. (laughs) Well, anyway, that's enough of uh, Sexual Harassment Awareness Month from here. Uh, Don't touch anybody. I'm out.
0: Bye. (laughs)
9: never
1: touch a pussy without consent. Never pet a cat without consent. Don't do it. Uh, Never, and I love your new hair. You kind of look like Sideshow Bob with purple hair. It's great. Oh yeah, Sideshow Bob tonight. Love it! Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth win. If you want to listen to the Sheriff of Truth, you should. Every Wednesday from noon to two on the AltaCast. Every week, we do a new rap based on the ridiculous things that are happening. Last week's Uh, was Kellyanne Conway. Next week's is gonna be Uncle Tom's Cab and Ben Carson. We're gonna be doing Ben Carson quotes, and we rap them, and we're making a CD right now. It's Hot Dirty P and The Sheriff. That's the name of our new band. We're rappers, and we're awesome. You know who else is? Our mixed type. You know who else is awesome? Your next comedian. He's all the way from San Jose, and he is the least square thing to come out of San Jose. You're gonna love him. Clap your hands wildly for Fako! Ops,
0: and I'm looking at these niggas they claim, but they are savage. They ain't even weird shit. These niggas they can't. have it been a brother through the honest
20: Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, what's up, guys? It's great to be here at Beauty Radio! Uh, I just found this out. Uh, my friend told me, let me pick up my pants. Hold on. Uh, my friend told me that in order to donate sperm, you have to have a college degree. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. yeah. No, what you do? You do. Right? I just found this out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in other news, in other news, yeah. I'm a, I'm at ba- I'm at Hill College now, guys. Thank you. I tried <laughs> but hey uh, San Jose guys that's where I'm from I was at the bus waiting for the bus at the platform and I was smoking and then a sheriff pulled up next to me goes no smoking at the bus platform have you ever been arrested I said no and next thing he said have you ever been deported No way. that's 100% truth truth, guys. Seriously, dude. And I'm like, come on, man. You don't recognize my accent? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Los Altos, guys. (laughs) Los Altos, Altos, dude. rich, Rich area. But you know what? I was like, you know what? I could have been like, oh, man, I'm going to yell at this guy, dude. Screw this. I'm not going to be that cool. But I was like, you know what? Here's my ID. Check it. My name's Faco. Last name, exclamation point. (laughs) No, but I I had him check my ID because I'm clean. I never done anything. And what was cool is that when he was checking me out, an illegal family was able to go off safely, guys. (laughs) I did my job, Doc San Jose in the house, dude. That's what I'm supposed to do, dude. Cool. You're good people. Good person. You're a good person, man. Thank you, dude. You're a good person, dude. <laughs> uh, so like uh, it was started getting hot over the week, not no more, but it was getting hot back in the South Bay, and I'm like, man, should I take my jacket? And I was like, I have to take my jacket because that's like my purse, guys, right? I got my medications, I got my keys, I got a tablet, guys. I got I bring a sandwich from home and put it in there, uh, you know. That's what I do to carry around. And you know, we're in San Francisco. City of Backpacks then You know It's like the the business card Cool But it's good to be here guys. You guys are really cool. You know, um I like coming over here to San Francisco. I think Mutiny Radio's a great radio station, guys. You know guys, I am I I, uh, I want to take a. I hope. Uh, what I was gonna say? Who told me this? David Stolowitz. He wants to be, get to have sex in the Mutiny Radio bathroom. Yeah. Enjoy. There's a lock. On the door. There's a lock? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. I'm See. Oh, that's a club. You know. The only other club. <laughs> the only other club I'm in is when I went flying and I started sexting with the girl. And I joined the Mile Wi-Fi Club, guys. Uh, hey, my name is Faco. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>
1: you are totally welcome to have sex in our bathroom with the lock on the door. Just know that it smells like pee because I only wash it once a week, and there are maybe I don't know. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess there's 200 people that pee in that weekly, and I only clean it once a week. So you do the math, and it's never clean. Your next comedian, he's a funny dude. He left us for a while, and he's back. Is Chris here? All right. Hiding in the corners, hiding in the shadows, as he was doing for years. You're going to love him, everybody. Put your hands together for Chris Vialta. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, Thank you very much. Oh, shit. Sorry if I'm a little flustered right now. I've been, I been—I was up all night studying uh, for a BuzzFeed quiz. And it was its really... I need... The question they're asking is, what Disney princess are you? And I have to make sure I get Pocahontas. I need it. It's going to make getting scholarships so much easier on me. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, I'm bisexual. Yeah. It's, <laughs> dude. That's a punchline to one of my... I'm not fucking lying. That's a punchline to one of my bits. He just took my punchline. I used to say, like, I would say, I'd say... I'm bisexual, and, you know, it's weird, because when you come out as bisexual, when you come out as gay or lesbian, a lot of people are supportive, but when you come out as bisexual, everyone's like, prove it, which is what he just fucking did. He just proved my fucking point. That joke is so... Li- All right, whatever. I'm bisexual, though. Which is a good thing, because I'm in no position to reject love from anybody. You know, it's like... You
19: know, you know. Ravenclaw! Yeah!
4: Ah! I'm very noncommittal, though, because... I have a Gryffindor shirt, too. So I was like, I'm by houses, too, I guess. I don't know. I know, it's terrible. (laughs) I will not be a Hufflepuff, though. I refuse to take that. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, Whenever I'm in a, a stall, in a public restroom, pooping in a stall, and somebody decides to come to the one next to mine, I just start confessing my sins to them, you know? I'm just like... Forgive me father for I have sinned. They ran out of toilet paper, so I've been using the toilet seat covers. Mm. <laughs> no one's laughing at that. Have you not used the toilet seat covers before? Have yeah. hey, you used them? They are so much more comfortable, right? Aren't they like so much softer than the one ply shit? They're like Well the industrial single sheet cardboard mm. ones though, yeah, they're pretty mm. rough. Yeah. Sometimes you get like, yeah. yeah, but the the toilet seat covers are always I'm serious, next time you're in there, just treat your butthole right. Swab it up with that shit, man. Swab up your shit with that shit. Okay, that was stupid as hell. Uh, you know, there's uh, this thing. I think teenagers act like they know so much because that's usually around the age you hear your first Pink Floyd song, you know? So you like, I know fucking everything. My mind is blown. Pink Floyd, they have one of their most famous choruses, um, We Don't Need No Education. Which is cool, but you know, with that grammar, I think you do need some education. <laughs> we don't need no education. That's a double negative, Pink Floyd. It's we don't need an education. Go back, rewrite that shit. I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose, but whatever. Um, I have uh, early onset Alzheimer's. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, some people, they say, they say uh, love is, relationships are like roller coasters. I disagree. Roller coasters are fun the whole time, you know, you know what I mean? No, at no point on a ride are you like, this seat's cheating on me, you know. Come on now. Uh, okay. Do I have any quick one? There's been a lot of activism with benefits, I think. There's a lot of activism, but I, nobody does anything out of the purity of their heart, you know? Like, like white people who voted for Obama, hoping, oh, hopefully now I could say the N-word, you know? Or like, you know? Even me, like, I protested the Muslim ban I went to SFO, hoping I could contribute to change, but another part of me was like, hoping someone would throw a chair at a Cinnabon so I could walk away, some free, free cinnamon rolls, you know what I mean? All right. Activism with benefits. Thank you guys for your time. I've done it. Hey yeah, you calling on my phone.
1: Chris hey, Vilda, changing the world one chair at a time. <laughs> it's nothing. There's, there is something wrong with cinnamon. Only because I can't make my cinnamons as delicious as theirs. I must be using the wrong kind of trans fats. Your next comedian. I think it's, oh, he just walks in. Hey, everybody, he's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for George David.
0: That's a big problem.
17: He's going to make you laugh. Well, I made one person laugh, so I'm I'm already there. Hey, cool, I can leave now. Anyway, Uh, no, actually, I had like a whole sheet of ideas, but I put them somewhere, so I'm going to give myself a second. How's everybody doing tonight? You guys look cool. Yeah, I never do that. I never shoot for the audience. I give give a shit what they care about. Hey, how's your life doing? Who gives a fuck? (laughs) 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 If you gave a fuck, you'd be on stage. Oh, wait, everybody. Here's Ben on stage. (laughs) Right? Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I was thinking of a cool. Here you go. Check this out. I'm going to try to repeat my jokes once in a while, Pam. I figured, hey, that's a new thing. God damn! I hear all these comedians fucking doing their jokes twice or three times or four times or whatever the fuck, and I'm like, I don't like doing it because I just don't like doing it. But I'm gonna do it because I thought of this funny nickname for her. All right, so like Space TV Nicks, Carrie Fisher. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's Space TV Nicks. It's sad like that she died, right? You know. And what's also kind of funny is, like, after she died, her mom died. So that's fucking funny. <laughs> There's no way that's not funny. If any way you look at that, that's funny. But uh, <laughs> what cracks me up is that, like, the idea that um, <laughs> poor uh, Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia and, like, the new movie was coming out and it, or was out and everybody was up on her shit. And after she dies, her mom dies, and the one thing, if you ever read Postcards from the Edge is, she gets so, there's one idea that she wants you to take away from in that book. She doesn't give a shit about her acting, her like affair with George Lucas, any, any of that bullshit, is just like, ah, whatever. The one thing she wants you to take away from it is, my mother will not stop trying to steal my fucking spotlight. <laughs> This fucking bitch, it doesn't matter about how long I live, anything I do, this cunt is stealing my spotlight. So the day after Princess Leia dies, the broad from singing in the rain goes like, oh, fuck yourself, cunt. (laughs) Just stealing spotlights, bitch, all the way to death. (laughs) <laughs> they say you can't outrun jealousy, but who the fuck knew, right? Like, right? Holy shit. It's like, right up under your ass. Anyway. That's me trying to retell an old joke. <laughs> All right. Because I like calling her Space TV Nicks. <laughs> that's cute. Oh, my God. This is weird. I saw a box, right? I, had a, um, I live in an apartment building so like people throw out their garbage and they'll have like garbage cans sitting out there in like the middle of the hallway, you know, like next to garbage cans and shit. And this one poor fucker, and I know exactly who this is. It was just skinned ramens and fucking dead Coke cans. If that's not maybe the worst diet ever, I'm not exactly sure what is. That shit is salt and high fructose corn syrup. And water? I guess, right? Water, I guess, is involved somewhere. And I just thought that was kind of amazing because I know the woman who took this shit. I know I know who it is. She never talks to anybody. She's this little black lady, and she's shaped like a cue ball. And she has, like, two legs like fucking chopsticks and, like, two arms like two other little, like, broken chopsticks so they got elbows. And, like... <laughs> Like she is all fucked up, and there's no way that it's not her just disgusting self. All right. Anyway, I know I only have like no time left, so let's finish on this dumb joke. <sighs> Who am I gonna ask? I never knew you had that weird name, big guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? What is? What? What can lifesaver do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Nigga, I'm a Yay! Hey,
1: George, George Davis, Uh, we have three more comedians left. They all get four minutes. Your next one is a lovely human being who recently taught me what a Schedule C is. He's funnier than his tax forms. Everybody, put your hands together for Adam Gordon. Oh,
21: yeah. To totally nothing, nothing says this guy's funny like he understands tax
12: forms. <laughs> Schedule
21: C, motherfucker.
12: <laughs>
21: yeah. Yeah, I'm self-employed in this bitch. Ow! Paying that extra 14%. Ow. You'll find that out later if you ever file it. Most, you guys don't pay your, okay. Um, breakups are hard. It's like kind of like water is wet. Breakups are hard. Uh, they just <laughs> are. That's the thing. You know, my, the, the, and the, like the most, clearly you just, they're all like, I think the hardest thing for me they're just cliche. Like, everything you do has been done a million times in a million songs. My favorite part is the, hey, let's just be friends. To which I would say, we can try, but I think you underestimate how many personality defects having sex with me has covered up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, you know, when you're going through these breakups, it's like you're on drugs the whole time, and you just, like, black out, and you wake up in weird places. Like, the other day, I came to... And I was staring at this giant jar of pretzels. And I realized I was way too high. And I was in Costco. Just thinking to myself, how are there so many pretzels on earth? Those pretzels could feed a village in Africa that's so racist that I made this about Africa. <laughs> Racism really sneaks up on you. This breakup has made me racist. So then I looked down and I realized I was wearing navy blue sweatpants, black slip on dress shoes, because I was just too high to tie my own damn shoelaces. Yeah, breakups are hard, it's weird. Uh, so anyway, I'm white. Well, actually, I'm Jewish, but I think that pretty much... pretty Whoa, Jews are doing comedy. What? Revolution. Jews in comedy. We're just changing the whole plan now. I'm such a novelty. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I'm Jewish. I think that does pretty much make me white. And uh, I love it. I love being white. Oh, my God. I can just walk into a police station and ask for directions. Um, <laughs> And a bag of privilege. It's great. Um, I love being white, but, you know, it's the only hard part about being white is everyone else kind of doesn't like us anymore. Um, so, so I know, I know. Boohoo, poor us. But I, look, I, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too. I, so, like, I'm just thinking, like, we're Jews. We have suffered. It's been a little while, but we we've gone through some shit. So here's all I'm asking for. All I'm asking for is like, can I just be a shade darker of white? Like, can I just be, can I just call myself like a, I'll take that as a yes. Can I just call myself like a, like a cream or like an eggshell? Just off white. So I've been, so I've been identifying as off white, but it's gone sideways because I've become an off white supremacist. And I don't, I don't hate anyone darker than me. I just hate the pure whites. You know who I'm talking about. The fucking Dutch. (laughs) I just want to be like, go back to... You don't even... I can't even name your country because you're not named after your country. Because you're too fancy with your flurgen gergen talk and your weird pickles. All right. Uh, I had a whole other bit about how dishwashers are a lie, but we'll get into that next time. That's just a preview, so you're tantalized for the next time I'm on stage. Dishwashers are a lie. Think about it, people. All right. uh, Give it up for whoever's next in Mutiny Radio and Pam and Jews and file your fucking taxes.
1: Adam Gordon. Yes, absolutely. I also am going to hate the eggshell people. I can't wait. I'm so glad you put that together and it's time to start a new racist movement against the super white, the uber white. No more Stroopwafel for any of us. Your next comedian, that's a Dutch thing. A Stroopwafel is a Dutch thing. Anyways, they're called Dutch, but they're from Holland. It's so weird. What's wrong with them? Your next comedian, there's nothing wrong with her. She won some cool thing in England for being a Jew. Everybody, put your hands together for
22: Geneva Rust Orta.
1: Get wet, it get wet. When I beat your ass, don't come
0: back. Talking all that fool shit low
22: hello how are you yeah. good? oh wow cool i'm a, I'm good too thanks for asking um i uh, I saw a man on the bench today wearing a dog collar and then later yeah uh I saw a dog sitting in a cafe wearing a sweater so I just thought that was interesting um I've been told I look like I write a lot of fan fiction. Uh, also interesting. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Um, what I want to talk about? I've, uh, well, <laughs> I've got uh, two moms. I have two beautiful moms. Obviously, they're lesbians, so they're beautiful on the inside. So, uh, I... <laughs> Um, they're great. I was born through artificial insemination, which is crazy because I look so much like a real person, but surprise, I'm fake. Um, But, uh, I'm, I'm straight, which is weird, um, because I've always taken more after, like, my butch mom than my feminine mom, like, um, so it's odd being at a point in my life when I'm interested in being, like, the pretty one in relationships, uh, 'cause that doesn't that doesn't come naturally to me. I've always been like a bit of a ball scratcher. like i I adjust my vagina way more than you should be able to adjust something that's inside of you. Um, but I just I eat. A lot. Like, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my car today. And inside my car, it looks like I murdered a lunchbox. Like, I don't know how it got on the roof, <laughs> but it's there. Um, I've got a housemate who's really good at being, like, feminine. She just started seeing someone. And they're they're kind of new to being together, so they're still cute. And um, he, he came around the other night, and she lit a candle. And I was like, why would you do that? And she was like, oh, I just thought I just thought it was nice. Like, I thought it was sweet. And I was blown away because I'd never think of it. And I reflected on uh, my life. And I realized that I've only ever lit a candle once for a guy who was coming round, And uh, it was just because I'd had a massive shit right before he got there. Um, it was a different... Thing, if you um if you blow a guy on his on your birthday and you make a wish, does it come true? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 Always. What if the wish was like, I wish I'd come. (laughs) Hmm. That's no. I'm every time. I'm on uh I'm on OK Cupid, so I just got my first STD. Uh yeah, so I've been having sex with my underwear on. Um. And I've totally figured out how to do it without feeling attached after. (laughs) So nailed that. Um, All right, let's see. Girls, huh, yeah. (laughs) What are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Wow. I wasn't sure how you'd react, and I was hoping you'd come up with something else. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 All right, I'll leave you with this, because we're running short enough. Uh, I slept with someone who said um, he liked to be teased. So I uh, I looked into his eyes, and I told him, uh, you take off your clothes like a girl.
1: Geneva ross to everyone you come like a girl i mean you take your clothes off like a girl we have we have one last uh, comedian for you unfortunately cole i can only give you three minutes because i have to smoke a cigarette before my next show everybody put your hands together for our last comedian of the happy hour cole chapman Can't even run
0: from the deep, uh, They ride up on me, know that
23: they want it, I know that I'm Dutch. Woo. You are Dutch? <laughs> no, I just thought I'd bring up the super white thing again. I am, I am just very white. That's all that is. <laughs> Pam, I thought it was funny uh, like two weeks ago or whatever when I was uh, we were at Brainwash and in the back, Pam yelled out, you are super white. <laughs> and I had no response. <laughs> I was like, oh, a white person's calling me very white. And that's about as, that's that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? That, that's as good as it's going to get. I couldn't respond, right? I couldn't be like, no, you are. It was like, no, like we both are, but one is decidedly more white. <laughs> I think, I think that, that goes without saying. Um, all right, let's get into some shit I got time uh guys uh, i took a uh uh wanted to be a 30 minute nap on tuesday i ended up being four and a half hours uh what a what a fucking disaster um i and i realized in that moment when i woke up that i fucking hate sleeping i think sleeping is stupid if i couldn't do it i wouldn't uh because sleeping if you just think about it you just put yourself in a vulnerable position you not only put yourself in a vulnerable position for like eight straight hours, uh, you look ridiculous. (laughs) You don't look cool when you sleep. You're like eyes back, mouth open. Like just sound like a just gross zombie for like eight straight hours. And like you gotta wake up feeling refreshed. No, thank you. Not only that, when I'm asleep, apparently spiders keep coming down and playing hokey pokey in my mouth. And I don't like that at all. (laughs) I don't like that at all. There was that statistic or that weird theory that came out. It was like, yeah, you know, eight to ten spiders, you swallow them every night. And I was like, holy shit, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Do we all know about this? We all heard about that? Hey, guys, guess what? That shit's not real. That is fake news. We all bought it. We all thought it was a real thing, and uh, it's not. You don't have to worry about spiders coming in your your face. But uh, here's the thing. Um, Something that is real is theoretically... Uh, every spider on Earth, if they decided to, could eat every human on planet Earth in under one year. Wow. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> that is a... I work in news, and I read that at 8.30 on a Tuesday and was like, all right, got to do the rest of my day. <laughs> here, here we go. I don't know News is weird, man. It's, it's a weird thing to work in because I have to just read the worst possible things and then show them to people. Like, hey, you want to read about this? And everyone's like, no, I want to read about this. I'm like, how about how about every spider on Earth could end humanity in under a year? You want to read about that? People are like, no, not at all. I'm like, how about... And then I got to decide between two different horrible stories. I would be like, I don't know if this story about a baby getting hit in the face of the missile is the right story to show you how about this story about a baby getting hit in the face by 12 missiles <laughs> is that more is that more interesting to you and people are like no <laughs> no one likes reading news they're like where's positive news can we read positive news i'm like no because that's fucking boring <laughs> no one likes to hear about po- you got call up like hey uh, you guys want to write a story i got a good story pitch for you it's like what It's like i ate a delicious sandwich <laughs> <laughs> oh great we'll put it up front page you fucking moron <laughs> we'll do that right away can't wait people get mad at news but it's like hey man you gotta you gotta do it right dog this dog knows this dog is a good uh, good sport. All right. I got to get out of here. Um, so I'm going to leave you on this. Guys, uh, I don't know if you heard. Oprah's got a new uh, magazine coming out. You hear about this? Oh, Oprah. Oprah, yeah, yes. Spin-off magazine. It's all about space. Uh, it's called Oh My Stars. Okay. I got to get out of here. Bye.
1: <laughs> Everybody, Cole Chapman. Oh My Stars. Cold Chapman Putting it all together for us. Worrying about the news and being white. What are we going to do from now on? That's been the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. The happiest of hours every Friday from 6 to 8. Stay tuned because coming up at 8 o'clock is Pemptastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the All Aries Get Rammed Show. Headlined by the dude who's gonna get rammed more than anybody else, of his own volition, which is Hey Seuss, you better work Chewy Fuentes. He wants to get rammed, he's going to get rammed, and he's going to be headlining the show coming up at 8 o'clock. If you stick around, it's only $5 and it comes with a treat. A special birthday treat. If you don't know what that means, you've never been to Mutiny Radio, and you're an asshole. Thanks for being here tonight, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: They can't see ya. We in a cloud.
19: You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles.
16: you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in
18: front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants?
16: Well, oh, shoot. From time to time, I have given it a thought of two. You
18: know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes,
16: and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? That's what I'm
18: saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, six to eight p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499.
25: We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because
18: we need more
3: rain in San Francisco.
25: Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man.
3: I was hoping for a rain dance.
25: Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So
3: I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at the Unleash the Rain and ask my business
25: question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And politics. also check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain done.
16: And cream maliciouscious Cheese. You like tacos? Thank you, them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven. Seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later.
0: count off.